Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about helping people become more resilient so they're better able to cope with the adversity of life. In today's episode, I'll be discussing a number of challenges we face when making decisions. I mean, consequential decisions and how reframing how we look at those decisions can improve our lives. So let's get started. As a starting point, let me explain how the brain works when it comes to making important decisions, such as choosing between job offers or staying in a relationship or not. The human brain gives weight and remembers negative experiences or interactions far more than positive ones. Psychologists refer to this phenomenon as negative bias, which is to say that our brains are on the lookout for bad stuff. So in many ways, I mean, this makes sense because our brain is wired for self-preservation and focusing on or remembering the negative provides a measure of safety in the event that we experience something negative or threatening in our present or our future. Well, whenever we think about that for our future, a lot of that uh, negativity or the perceived negativity is self-imposed because we can't accurately predict the future. I mean, unless we're dealing with habituated behavior, you know, predicting what we'll do in the future or what someone else will do in the future is n- uh, no better than a coin flip. I mean, you got a, literally a 50-50 shot of accurately predicting that, but yet um, our brain focuses on the negative. And according to author and professor Clifford Noss of Stanford University, Negative emotions generally involve more thinking and the information is processed more thoroughly than positive ones. So now that we have all of that out of the way, let's talk about the practical implications or on the significant decisions we all face. We focus on things that can go wrong. With our brain emphasizing the negative, we we tend to focus on things that go wrong. And then whenever we're uh, faced with decisions that we have to make. And I'm not talking about inconsequential decisions about what you're going to have for breakfast or what you're going to wear today. Not that those things are unimportant, but they're not really of any consequence uh, to our lives. They're not course correcting. They're not life changing types of decisions. And let's face it, we're afraid to lose stuff. I mean, psychological research informs us that the prospect of losing things is significantly more powerful of a motivator than the prospect of gaining more. This is known as loss aversion. And this was discovered by Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky. And it affirms that human beings have a bias towards the negative or loss which again, serves as a much stronger or more powerful motivator than the idea of gaining more. So for example, you may be weighing the prospect of switching jobs or switching careers, but doing so means that you'll make less money in the short term, even though you believe your work life will be more satisfying. Switching jobs, the prospect of doing that could and likely would lead to a greater, more satisfying life, potentially greater uh, money earned down the road. And yet we focus on the the present moment uh, because we have financial obligations and we'll struggle to meet those obligations by switching jobs or switching career, despite the positive benefit to your personal and professional happiness. 
I mean, we don't even really look at the qualitative, you know, benefit of making such a decision when we're fearing the quantitative loss of of money in the short term. So which way should you go? And in effect, we're scared. We're, we're ultimately scared because of what we think we'll lose rather than what we potentially stand to gain. I mean, if you had to put a dollar value to your your happiness or your satisfaction at work, I mean, how much how much money would you pay yourself to be happier in your personal or professional life? Right. So we tend to focus on things uh, that that we uh, stand to lose because we're afraid of losing those things, even though gaining something different could add greater value to our life. And what's fascinating is that we get attention when we fail. I mean, we don't choose to fail. It, that, that would make just very little sense whenever we go into, uh, in, into anything where we have to make a decision and we tell ourselves, you know what, I think I'm just going to try to make a really poor decision and fail miserably at this. I mean, that, that just is completely irrational. So we don't choose to fail, but failing often feels good. Now, hang with me on this one. Failing often feels good based on the attention we get from failing. So this is an interesting psychology because when we make decisions and the outcomes are less than favorable or we out and out fail, others give us, however misguided or misplaced, attention for having tried something and failed. Now, let me repeat that. When we make decisions and the outcomes are less than favorable, we get attention from other people for having tried something and failed. And it's fascinating because the attention feels good, despite the fact that we're unsuccessful at what we chose to do. I experienced this recently with my daughter. And uh, she's 14, and unfortunately, uh, she dealt with the cliche of uh, a, a boy that she was, quote, dating, and that boy broke up with her via text. And among the, the advice that I gave her in dealing with this was not to get caught up in the drama that her friends were creating, because I didn't want her to feel good about feeling bad. And so whenever we, when, whenever we quote, fail at something, and clearly she didn't fail at that, that little boy just did what he did, uh, I still didn't want her to feel bad in the moment uh, because there, we become addicted to the external validation that we get from other people. And this is where this becomes self-reinforcing. So the pursuit of external validation av after having failed at something uh, becomes more motivating than achieving the desired outcome. So if you stay in a job or a relationship that makes you completely miserable uh, and then because you don't want to go against what other people's expectations uh, of you are, uh, we, it actually um, it, it creates this weird dynamic. And when the relationship fails, we get attention for the failure, not accounting for the fact that we probably would have been much happier and we would have stood to gain more had we made a different decision. So we get attention for that rather than pursuing what likely would be a more favorable outcome. And we perpetuate this cycle because the attention we get from others is stronger than choosing something that would have led to a positive outcome. 
but with less corresponding attention. I mean, wow, that is an unbelievably interesting psychology. So which, which way should you go? Some people are make the decision in life to be people pleasers. I mean, for me, this is just like an, oh my gosh, um, because choosing to be a people pleaser brings with it a whole host of potential problems. I mean, most notably, when choosing to put other people, or sorry, what other people think ahead of what we think of ourselves, we actually give away our power. This is extraordinarily consequential for our respective lives. When we put what other people think of us ahead of what we think of ourselves, we give away our personal power. When you hand your power over to other people to determine your worth, you are setting yourself up for disaster. I mean, this is a recipe for disaster. So for example, imagine you're an adult and you want to be successful but you also want your parents to be proud of you. And there's nothing wrong with wanting your parents to be proud of you, provided that you don't hand over your power to your parents. Or put another way of saying that is putting your self-worth in the hands of your parents. Because what if you pursue something that you're, by any measurable standard, you're overwhelmingly successful at it and your parents disapprove? I mean, where do you go with that? I mean, so by all accounts, you are a success. And because you are so concerned with pleasing your parents, whenever they disapprove, it wrecks how you think and feel about yourself. I mean, let me tell you a secret. And you may not know this. You, and if you do know this, um, you might not fully believe it yet. Hopefully you're, you're moving in that direction. And the reality is this, you're already good enough. You're already good enough. You don't need to give your power over to somebody else for their acceptance. You're already good enough. And, you know, we get we, we get um, we get caught up in in these weird, you know, quotes, uh, you know, don't, don't let uh, or sorry, you know, good is the enemy of great and all of that. And it's just like, what, what about being good enough? What about accepting who and what you are in the moment and maintaining your own power in the moment rather than seeking the acceptance or approval from others. I mean, doing the latter isn't helpful for your life. So which way should you go? And what about making a decision to stay in a job or a relationship that's making you completely miserable? You're, you're not giving your best to your employer. You're certainly not giving your best to your significant other. I mean, why do we keep making decisions to be chained to making money in a job or unhappy, you know, at or with. I mean, why do we keep reliving Groundhog Day in relationships that detract from our lives rather than adding to it? Well, the answer goes back to what I started at the beginning of the podcast. We focus on things that can go wrong uh, if we are thinking about moving beyond that job or relationship, and we fear everything will go to shit if we make such a choice. I mean, it's like, my goodness, we get stuck. It's no wonder that only 30% of U.S. employees are, are satisfied and engaged in their jobs. They're terrified to make decisions to pursue gain because 
the they they just fear loss rather than actually pursuing something that could add so much meaning and value and purpose to their lives same with relationships now i'm not suggesting that we just you know you know, you know um, our bull in a china shop and just end all of our relationships at the at the first moment where we you know face adversity i'm not suggesting that at all because we have to honor our commitments but we need to honor our commitment to ourselves as well so whenever we think of decision making especially those decisions that are consequential i mean as humans we don't like the prospect of being wrong in fact, we tend to be more motivated not to be wrong than to be right. I mean, so when we make decisions, we filter out the potential gain, which could be right, and we tolerate less than in the hopes that our outcomes of our decisions aren't wrong. I mean, and the reality is, how do we know? I mean, how, do, how can we accurately predict whether or not those decisions will be right or wrong? I mean, we just really don't know. And so we make decisions based on um, the information that we have available, but that information gets shrouded in fear. I mean, but don't worry, but don't worry. I mean, we get a, we'll get attention you know, from, uh, from failing or from you know, achieving less than favorable outcomes. I mean, clearly I'm being sarcastic, when I say that, but it's true, we do get attention, you know, from our failures. But the reality is this, I mean, we are where we are in life because of our decisions. I mean, our collective choices in their totality, that is where we are today. I mean, you're listening to this podcast because you made a decision to do that. And if you start tracing back to all of the decisions you've made in your life, it's like this, this stream of consciousness that led you to this moment to be listening to this. We are ultimately where we are because of the collective choices we've made in their totality. And we've, we've made, uh, we, we've made these decisions with specific motivation and specific intent. And we are where we are, um, fundamentally because, uh, of what we're willing to tolerate. I mean, we're willing to tolerate, uh, where we are in life, uh, as a, a result of our decisions and, um, both in the past and in the present. I mean, we're living the life we're willing to tolerate. I mean, and all of it is based on our choices, which of course we have 100% control over, at least as functional adults. I mean, let's face it, you know, as children, our lives are largely dictated to us uh, from our parents and our teachers. But as functional adults, we have 100% control over the course and direction of our decisions and our lives. So as we look to wrap up another episode of the Quest for Life podcast, here are some more questions to, to think about and hopefully to answer and, and make a, a, a decision on that uh, actually leads to gain in your life rather than simply um, avoiding loss. So here goes. What if you stop tolerating the life, uh, the, the, the life you've chosen for yourself? Let me start that over. What if you stopped tolerating the life you've chosen for yourself? What if you decided right now that focusing on what you stand to lose is way less powerful than what you stand to gain? One more time. What if you decided right now that focusing on what you stand to lose is less powerful than what you stand to gain? Make no mistake, such a shift in mindset is overwhelmingly challenging. 
I mean, our brains, just like our neuromuscular connection, our brains get wired and reinforced and wired and reinforced with whatever we do. Those people that you know that are triggered and go from zero to angry in the snap of a finger, that is that, that neural pathway that has been wired and reinforced and reinforced, right? So making such a shift in mindset is overwhelmingly challenging, especially if you're in the habit of avoiding loss. I mean, in shifting this mindset would require us to, to check our ego and be less afraid to be wrong or to get it wrong. And we would actually have to take an honest appraisal and say, you know what, can I possibly, can I possibly check my ego at the door and, and you know, be wrong? And what if, what if I'm wrong? I mean, does that actually, does that actually make me less than what if I'm, what if I get it wrong? I mean, the worst case scenario is wrong to whom? I mean, wrong to yourself? Maybe wrong to others. It's like, okay. I mean, unless you're committing a wrong to others, which is a just a generally bad decision. I mean, what you get it wrong to others and other people, you know, look down on you for that. I mean, if you, if you're not a people pleaser and you actually, uh, and you actually accept yourself and, and, and approve yourself, approve of yourself, getting it wrong is is a is a learning moment right it, if it's to yourself it can be incredibly empowering because at least you learn something and you can pursue making better decisions in the future and if it's for others well you'll just perpetuate giving your power away to others and placing your worth in their hands and never realizing your full potential and you might be thinking but ed uh you don't understand i i have obligations um, I have commitments. I have I have this and I have that. And I, I want people to look favorably upon me. And there's nothing wrong with wanting people to look favorably upon you. The, the, the challenge is, is when you give your power away to, to that. And when you say I, I have obligations, I would tell you, well, you're, you're right. But why continue believing that you can't meet your obligations or pursuing something that adds productive value in your life? I mean, think about that. You have obligations, but why do you continue believing that you can't meet those obligations by pursuing you know, something else? I mean, why do you believe that you need to continue tolerating the decisions you make every day to be miserable? I mean, think about that. Why, why tolerate that? I mean, to what end will our relationships suffer? To what end will we continue hating the job that we have, choosing to tolerate dissatisfaction and misery? I mean, after all, the choice is yours. I mean, it's exclusively yours. And being willing to tolerate less than or lack and not pursuing abundance just seems kind of backwards. So which way should you go? Which way should I go? And as usual, all of it is food for thought, fellow questers. You can contact the show at thequestforlife.com. That is the quest, the number four, life.com. Please consider leaving a five-star rating and writing a review. Certainly appreciate it. Oh, and keep telling your friends. The show's growing, and I'd love to keep getting the word out. <laughs>
And as always, thank you for joining the conversation.